0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lamb USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host for this very first episode of 2022. That is right. New year. Oh, boy. Just got home from the 2022 edition of the Frozen Chosen USPSA match hosted by the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club. Uh, This was my third year uh, attending this particular match. Uh, Hosted New Year's Day since, uh, I believe, 2008. Um, Rain, snow, sleet, hail, 50 degrees, 20 below zero. Doesn't matter. They run it every year. Uh, all the stages are shot outdoors. Yes, that's part of the reason they call it the Frozen Chosen. Uh, today wasn't too bad uh, as far as weather. It was a little on the chilly side. We had eh, between 35 and 40 degrees, depending on the particular time you decide to look at the weather. Um, the morning wasn't, wasn't too bad, a little on the cool side. It did start to warm up towards the end of the match, but as it started to warm up, it's when the drizzle started. And uh yeah, that kinda kinda put a damper on the last couple of stages. It was it was still around forty degrees, so it was cold, it was wet. And uh yeah. But other than the weather, um yeah, the, the men and women of the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club uh, put on great matches all year long. Today was absolutely no exception. Um Phenomenal stage selection, uh, yeah, it it, it was great. They had uh, had red hot dogs in the crock pot. Um, for those of you who do not know what red hot dogs are, they're basically hot dogs with the natural casing on them. Um, yeah, very good actually. Uh, my funny enough, my fiance's sister uh, now lives in Tennessee, and every time she visits Maine. She has to get Red Hot Dogs because that's just her thing. But um, so, yeah, great match put on by the folks at the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club, as always. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to give a uh, quick little shout out to the division of champions of the Frozen Chosen. There were uh, 55 shooters. No, that ain't right. Yeah, there was there was there was around fifty shooters that that showed up. Uh, so, taking the overall win was Zach Greenier. No surprise there. Um, uh, and he took the overall win as well as the win in the open division. Uh, let's see, carry optics division went to Mister J Beal, the man with the brand new baby. Uh, again. No surprise. Uh, Limited division champion this year is Matt Cotton. Production went to Kyle Bartman. Uh, Single stack trophy went to Chad Gilbert. PCC to Colin MacArthur. And Revolver, first and last place in Revolver, went to Keith Sprague, also known as Skip. So congratulations to... The overall winners, Zach here, as well as all of the um, all the division winners. And the cool thing with Frozen Chosen is it is what they call a trophy match. So everybody that wins the division gets a, a nice wooden plaque that's all engraved and everything. They, they really do a nice job at the match. Uh, so congratulations to all those guys. Again, thank you to uh, the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club for putting on the match again this year now we are going to take a couple of months off um i believe the next match in hamden is going to be in april so a couple of months to recharge the old batteries and uh yeah go got a little me work to do as far as myself um didn't really get the result i was hoping for um i did meet my father ha ha uh, <laughs> only got him by two spots. I uh, I finished 36th overall. He finished 38th. Um, yeah, five five stage match, uh, including one classifier, which was the brand new classifier, uh, twenty one zero one eight by three trigger freeze. And the funny thing is, the match director Neil, he doesn't um, tends not to put out. What matches or, or what stages are going to be shot at each match ahead of time? So you pretty much figure it out when you get there and actually walk the stages. And I was telling my father in the truck, I said, "Be prepared for the brand new classifier, because if if I know Neil's way of thinking, that's the classifier we're going to have." And sure enough, I was right. Um, he 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 tends to do that at. At some of the matches that I've that I've been to, where he's been the match director, if there is a brand spanking new classifier that USPSA comes out with, it's usually at the very next match in Hamden. So uh, I was kind of prepared for that one, and I got what I was prepared for. Um, did actually fairly well on that particular stage. Uh, let me bring up my results here. 8x3 trigger freeze. Uh, I finished, wow, second in my division. Second in limited division on that stage. Uh, 10 alphas, 13 charlies, 1 delta. No mics, no no-shoots. Uh, time was 1361 with a hit factor of 7.6414. Wow, that is interesting. Just looking at this just now. <laughs> My old phone number growing up, the last four digits were 6414. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Um <laughs> So, uh, where did I finish overall on that one? 22nd overall on that classifier. Yeah! That's what I like to see. Uh, top half of the field. Woo! Uh, so that obviously will not be enough to put me up into B class, but it should raise me a little bit in the standings of C class. Um,. So, Good Day was had by almost all. Uh, there were one, two, three, three disqualifications. Um, and one of them I, I want to talk about. This was the only one that I actually saw happen. Um, I won't name the shooter, obviously, because that's irrelevant. Um But we had finished up with with our stage, uh, the stage that we were currently working on. We went next door to our next stage, where the squad ahead of us still had a few shooters left. And this particular shooter comes up. Now, the way that the stage was designed, there are two shooting boxes, two, like, three-foot-by-three-foot shooting boxes, one on each side of the stage, and then there's a big shooting box further down the stage, kind of in the center. So... They kind of form like a Y with a gap in between. So, start position with shooting, uh, starting in the left shooting box. And on the start signal, engage the targets as they become visible from within the shooting areas. So, this particular shooter comes up, starts in the left box. The timer goes beep. He pulls the gun out. And there were... The first targets were like two targets stacked on top of each other. Um, I honestly think there was a no shoot in between them. I'll have to go back and look at the video. Um, So anyway, that was obviously the first target that he took. Um, He shot those two targets, turned to his right, left that shooting box to go to the other shooting box across the way. He's transitioning from left to right. Problem is when he left that first shooting box, he got his right foot out of the box, planted that, went to pull his left foot out of the box as he's trying to run. One of the spikes, we use um, like an eight or nine inch galvanized spike down through the shooting boxes and the fault lines and stuff to hold them in place so they don't get kicked around or, or slide around on stage. Well, whoever put that stage together did not pound that spike down flush with the shooting box. Now, I understand why. Because last year at Frozen Chosen, we did that for all the stages. And we had a hell of a time getting those spikes back out of the ground when we went to take the stage down after the match. However, this particular spike, if if it's in like the back corners, that I can see that. But this particular spike was dead center of that that right side of the box. Okay, it's a three-foot, say, fault line on that side of the box. It was right at a foot and a half, dead center. So every single person... That took off to the right out of that box, would have had to try to get over that thing, and this spike was sticking up a good three to four inches, and it's got a flat head on the top of it. His left foot caught that spike. Yeah, not good. Um, I I will I will give the shooter credit. He did a, what I would call a miraculous job of managing to stay on his feet. And he was stumbling and fumbling all the way over to that other box. Uh, managed somehow not to do a face plant in the snow. I, I honestly don't know how he did it. I watched him do it, but I don't know how he did it. Managed to stay on his feet, but like any normal person, when you're put in that situation, you think you're going down, and you're looking at a face full of snow and slush, what's the first thing that you do? You put your hands out, don't you? Yeah, well, so did he. And by the time he realized what he was doing, The muzzle of the firearm had already broken the 180. He realized he did it because he very quickly snapped the gun downrange. He maintained control of it. He just snapped his wrist over. He was a right-handed shooter. Snapped his wrist to get that gun pointed back downrange. By that point, it was already too late. He pretty much stopped himself and said, Yeah, I broke it. I got it. But this this particular competitor was not done yet. He did not argue the DQ. Obviously, he was DQ'd for unsafe gun handling for breaking the 180. He didn't argue that. His main, I don't want to say argument, because he wasn't argumentative. His primary complaint was that it was a issue with the stage and his foot getting tripped up by that spike that caused a scenario that he was not planning on, which caused his reaction to try not to fall on his face. And it broke the 180 in the process, obviously not meaning to, um, just human nature. I mean, that's – honestly, that's all it was. It was human nature. I, I I know for a fact I would have done the exact same thing, put my hands out because I don't want to go on the ground. Um, so that, that was his issue was it was a stage – it was an issue with the stage he had a conversation with the master director he had a conversation with the area 7 director who was there shooting with us um, Lee Cabana and basically he said that the rule book should be there there should be something something put in the rule book to where if a DQ is caused by an issue with the stage something like that you know something should be done about it basically uh, pardon me so here's my thought if you change the rule book let, let's just say we change the rule book to if um, yeah if something like that happens if there's a if there's a range safety issue that causes a disqualification and I would categorize this as a range safety issue. If there's a range safety issue that causes a DQ, then the DQ does not, does not occur. Let's just say we change the rule book to that. Where exactly do you draw the line between range safety issue and a competitor? D, you know Where... Where is that line? What constitutes a range safety issue? Okay, I mean, if, if the competitor shoots at a target and hits a wall and pieces of wood from that wall start flying in all directions, well, yeah, those could hit somebody, potentially. Those could hit the shooter. Those could hit the RO. Is that a range safety issue? What happens when when that occurs and the competitor jumps backwards and throws their hands in the air and the gun comes flying out of their hand? Is that still a DQ? Or, I mean, obviously it's a you know it's a drop gun, but is it a DQ because they were startled by this wood flying up? Is that a range safety issue that caused? The loss of control of the firearm, I, Where is where, where do you draw the line there? I could see that going very bad, personally. Um, I mean, <laughs> you could have somebody here's, – here's a scenario. You could have a shooter goes through pretty much an entire course of fire realizes that on that particular stage they suck and intentionally trip or, or, excuse me, accidentally trip over a fault line. And let's say that fault line kind of had a hole dug around it, so it was sticking up a, a little bit. Accidentally, quote unquote, trip over a fault line and cause themselves a DQ because they're trying to get a reshoot on that stage. Because at that point, the RO would stop that shooter. But then you go, oh, well, per the rule book, it, you know, if it's a range safety issue, well, that fault line is sticking up. So that's a range safety issue. So therefore, I shouldn't get DQ'd, but because you stopped me, because of an unsafe situation that now doesn't exist because that was a range safety problem, I I now get a reshoot, right? I'm not saying that there are people that would play the game that way, but there are people that will play the game that way. Trust me. Okay? There There are those kinds of people. All right? This past year, 2021... I had a shooter look me dead in the face and ask me for an overlay on an alpha mic where the mic it was a it was a slash target the mic was nowhere even remotely close to the border of the scoring zones nowhere close it was dead center in the black portion of the target he wanted an overlay on the alpha Trying to trying to tell me that it was a double. Yeah, no. I was counting your shots. You shot the exact number of shots required. None of the other targets have any extra hits. None of them have less hits than they're supposed to. You only fired two shots at that target. Here's one in the alpha. Here's one down here in the mic. And you're looking for a double. No, ain't going to fly, pal, but there are those kinds of people out there. Now, I know for a fact that this particular competitor that this DQ happened to today is not one of those people. He was amped up. He was irritated because of the situation, and I completely understand that. I 100% see where he was coming from. I do. Okay. Nobody likes to be DQ'd. I'll tell you that right now. I've been DQ'd and it sucked. All right. Nobody likes it. No range officer wants to disqualify a competitor. Nobody does. All right. If you get a range officer that tells you that the whole reason they're out there is to try to DQ somebody kick that guy off the damn range because you do not need range officers like that or we as a community in the shooting sports don't need people like that. so I understand where the where this the shooter was coming from I I honestly do and it is a bad bad lousy piss-poor situation. That happened. But unfortunately. As it sits right now. The rule book is the rule book. And there is no. There's no gray area. When it comes to. Breaking the 180. And I really don't see where there can be. Any gray area there. You, you can't. You can't put any gray area in there because people will exploit it. A DQ is a DQ, period. doesn't matter how it happens. Ultimately, I mean, look at it this way. It doesn't matter if this competitor tripped over the spike, got fumbled up and tripped over their own feet, or went to leave that box and another competitor. Came up and kicked them in the back, trying to knock them over. The competitor with the gun is still responsible for where that gun points. That's all there is to it. And I get it. It was human nature. He was trying not to go down. I get it, guys. I really do. And it sucks. It sucks for me as a range officer and as a competitor. It sucks for me, and it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. I wasn't the competitor that it happened to. I wasn't the range officer that had to DQ this competitor, and it still sucks. But that's the game that we play rules are the rules, you know, and, and I I know this competitor, he'll get over it, he'll move on, he's probably already moved on, you know, that's, that's the thing with USPSA, is a DQ is not a lifetime thing, you get DQ'd from one match, that's it, come back to the next one, have fun all over again. So, that is my recap on the 2022... Boy, it's weird saying that. Frozen Chosen Match in the Hamden Rifle Plus 2 Club. Again, congratulations to Zach Greenier, Jay Beal, Matt Cotton, Kyle Bartman, Chad Gilbert, Colin MacArthur, and Skip Sprague. Division Champions frozen Chosen 2022 looking forward to next year uh, looking forward to having a couple of months off from shooting um maybe just maybe i will get enough motivation to start actually doing some dry fire maybe um uh, yeah I, re- I really gotta kick myself in the ass and get motivated um uh, to do dry fire i just find it so damn boring just so damn boring so anyway that is it for me here on top of lambs hill looking forward to another great year of uh of lambs hill uspsa both the youtube channel and this podcast um Again, check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe when you get there. Uh, Link will be in the description of this podcast, or in the notes, or whatever they call it. Um, Yeah, be sure to check out all the videos we have there, especially the RO Corner series. It's not just for ROs. Uh, Lots of great rules content there. Be sure to listen to the other episodes of this podcast. And... I am going to sign off from here and uh, probably go to bed. So I'm tired. It was a long night last night. And a long day today. But it was fun. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I'm going to shut up now. Shoot safe, everyone.